Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 84. I have to be honest, when I see that number like 84, 83, you know, 70, I'm like, man, we have done a ton of these. Um, But I really, really love it. And some of you are crazy enough and wonderful enough that you've actually listened to all of them. And so I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming along. I love the encouragement of doing this together with people. I love that we can learn and grow together, figure out things together. Um, So grateful for those of you who are continuing to listen and share and subscribe and all the stuff that people do in order to support a a podcast. Um, Just want to say thank you. And then also want to remind you that if uh, if you don't know, we have a Patreon page, www.patreon.com forward slash front porch confessional. All that is is a place if you want to make a donation, you can. And through that donation, it allows me to continue to do some of these things and pick up uh, some tools along the way in order to be able to continue to provide the content. Um, the goal here is that we're going to try to move some of this to a, we'll still do the podcast, but uh, have a YouTube channel as well. So we kind of hit on all those things. Also, the goal would be to provide uh, an opportunity for devotionals to be purchased. I'm working on that, working on getting those self-published. So some things in the works, some things moving in a positive direction. And so when you make a donation, uh, it allows for some of that work to continue to happen. Uh, And also you get a couple little perks in there, some uh, weekly devos, some an extra podcast here and there and stuff like that. So anyway, uh, hope you're great. Hope you're doing good. Thanks for uh, checking in today. Isaiah 65, 24. Love this passage. Very short, sync, sweet important. I will answer them before they even call to me. Sit in that for a sec. Isaiah 65, 24 says this, I will answer them before they even call to me. Um, My son, Ben is 19 years old, um, which for me is kind of a mind blowing uh, thought. Some of you have older kids than that. Some of you are have babies, and some of you are like, man, that'd be cool to have kids someday. Um, for me, having a 19-year-old son who just got through his freshman year of college feels like what happened. That went so fast, and everyone says it. And for those of you who are like, everyone, it's true. It's really true. It goes very, very quick. And so we were on a walk about a month ago. Um, or maybe, it was, no, we went on a bike ride. So we're going on a bike ride. And I just, you know, as I've been sitting out here on the front porch, as I've been, you know, many of you know, I, I, I go to a, a counselor uh, because that's a, a huge part of me kind of sharpening. Um, Ecclesiastes 10.10, we, we talked through that passage, um, I think, uh, in episode 81 or 82. And uh, so that's a huge part of me growing. And, and a part of that is learning to really be vulnerable, learning to open myself up to where I've made mistakes and failed and to really listen. And so we're on this bike ride with Ben and, and I just said, hey, buddy, if I've let you down and I know I have, I just want to give you the open door 
to let me know about that, you know, where I maybe have let you down, maybe where I failed. And, and he didn't skip a beat, which was really discouraging, encouraging. <laughs> um, but he, he went right after it. And, you know, a part of what he said that was really, really hard for me is that he said he really struggled to tell me things uh, because many times I was too busy or I was just too preoccupied with everything else. And hearing that just grieved my heart, one, because I know it's true. I know what he was saying is true. It wasn't, he wasn't just trying to get back at me. He was trying to go, look, I needed you. You know, there was times where I was getting hurt or bullied or, and I, or I had spiritual things in my mind that I want to talk about. And because you were so preoccupied with life or your life, your dreams, that you missed out on, on mine and what I needed. And I just grieved that, you know, grieved that I had hurt that pain. It gave me an opportunity to ask him for forgiveness, which he was so kind to do. And um, as I started thinking through this passage and I started thinking through that conversation with Ben, I, I take great comfort in the fact that God doesn't treat me like I often treat my kids. As an earthly father, you know, I, I, as an earthly father, I work so hard um, to try to meet my kids where they're at, uh, to try to listen to them. And a lot of times it's like, I'm going to provide for them. I'm giving these great experiences, like all this stuff. And, but if I'm honest and, and this is the, the beautiful part of, um, growing in an understanding of who I am in Christ, I, I fail often. Um, if I'm honest, I fail often as a parent, I fail often as a husband, as a friend, as an employee, and as a believer, I feel often with that. And, and this is where the comfort of this passage comes in for me and maybe for you as well. You know, the, uh, the comfort that Isaiah is trying to bring to us is that he's, he is, um, he's like prophetically proclaiming in this passage, God knows your needs and he's already met them. <laughs> What's going on in your heart right now? I mean, seriously, what are you going through? Have you, have you just been watching the news and, and, and your mind is exploding with fear? Or maybe you're looking at your 401k, your job, or your lack of a job, your family. You know, they have this quote. I remember it. I think I learned this quote in like fifth grade or sixth grade. It was like, who you are when no one is around is who you are. Like, what are the thoughts? Like when you're alone, what is the craziness in your mind? You know, what are the questions you're asking God right now? You know, and, you, and, and sometimes it just feels like, are you hearing me? Do you know what's going on? Do you know how bad things are? Do you know what my future looks like? Do you know what my present look, you know, like we're desiring so deeply and, it, and for so many of us, it feels like he, that we, and we have, and we've talked so often about this, like he's so agnostic, like he's just so kind of far away and not so interested with what's happening. Right. And like Karl Marx uh, would say that 
um, that religion is the opiate of the masses. And what he was saying is, is that we, the, that we uh, take religion on or we take a relationship with God on to kind of cope in this world. So in many ways, it's not like a deep-rooted relationship. It's this thing in which we figure out how to survive life. And so for many of us, it's like that's what this moment with God feels like, with everything that's going on. It's like, well, I'm not going to reject you, but I can't feel you. And it's this really, it puts your soul in deep, deep, deep amounts of tension. And Isaiah is saying to a people who are captured in, under capt- in captivity, God sees you. God knows what you need before you even ask it. He is sovereign. He is omnipotent, which means all-knowing. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's a God of providence. And so he is completely aware of what you need. He's inviting us into a trust-filled relationship with him where we believe that we have faith that he really does do that and that we align our hearts with his. Because the thing about the human condition, the human condition of control, I've thought a lot about this and my own control, the control um, I've experienced around other people, the human condition of control is really, it's, it's a facade And it ultimately causes us to push our relationship with God away. You know, that that lack of control, when we feel out of control. So do you feel out of control right now? Do you feel like your career is out of control? Your marriage is out of control? Your kids are out of control? Your, your, Your dating life is out of control or your lack of a dating life is out of control? Do you just feel out of control? Right? And is that out of control feeling drawing you nearer to God or having you push him away? What I find for so many people, and me included, is that when things feel out of control and I don't know what to do, I push God away and I go into bunker down survival mode. And this passage is trying to hone us in, trying to give us truth. And so often, like a child, we foolishly say, st- like, like, like a child who goes in and goes, no, um, that's my room, right? They, they, we get real possessional, real controlling up. This is my life, my future, my wife, my family. And it's like that child who goes, that's my room without doing nothing but inhabit it. <laughs> like our kids, like they literally live in those rooms and I gratefully uh, give those rooms to them. But the pride in them that would think that that's their room, all you do is sleep here, right? But you're a part of a family that, is, that wants to provide for you. Let go and let that cause a heart of gratefulness in you, in us. Like for us, like what would it look like for us to sit around and just be grateful that he's going before us, that he sees you right where you're at instead of trying to control. So what is the response to this reality when we don't know what's going on and we're frustrated and we're confused and we're hurt? 
What is our response or what could be our response? And I've said this a few times and and I really hope it it sets in for you because I'm working to allow it to set in for me. And it's like, just let go. Your idea, our idea of control is false and fake. It's not real. (laughs) You're not really holding on to anything. If anything, you're hurting yourself and your loved ones and your job and your family, you're hurting. So then what do I do? I let go and I let God do his work. Because in this passage, in the context of he's going, I'm already, I'm ahead of you, dude. I'm how do you, uh, I'm ahead of you, daughter of the most high God. I'm ahead of you. I know what you need. And as we talked about in the last episode, he knows the plans he has for us. He has those plans. He knows. He knows what, what's best for us. He knows what we need. And he works all things together. This is what the passage was. He works all things together for good for those who love him and follow him. And, but we've got to let go. He is sovereign over all. And he already knows what's best for you and me. But in faith, here's the thing, like in faith... You and I have to receive his divine and perfect fatherly will for us. We have to let go and go, I trust you. That's scary, right? For some of you, you're thinking, oh my gosh, that is scary. But is it all that radical? Is what we're currently doing really bringing us life and wholeness and health? With stress and anxiety on the rise, it's an epidemic of mass proportions. It's impacting the way our habits and our lives, our emotional health. Is the way we've really picked better? This passage is going, just let go and trust that God is doing this in your life and in my life. Because receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior is not just segregated to salvation. It's not just so you can get to heaven, but it it impacts our whole lives, every part of us. So if we're willing to give up our lives to follow Jesus for just, you know, if it's just for eternity, we're missing out on what it means to experience heaven on earth. And this is what he's inviting us into in this passage So the question I've been working through, and maybe this will be helpful for you, is why do you struggle to release control and receive the gifts that God has for you? Maybe just reflect on that. Maybe right after this podcast, just just turn everything off and reflect on that. Why? Why do we struggle to release control and receive the gifts that God has for us? Father God, Man, you see us, and you know what's best. You really do. Thank you for being patient with us as we learn to lean into your best plan for our lives. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heart. Until next time.